This is our ninth session now on Ephesians 4, 11 to 14, and we're going to focus in this session on the rest of verse 13. To a mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let's look at it in context again. So the risen Christ gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be shepherds and teachers for the equipping of the saints. That's all of us. The shepherds and teachers equip all of us for the work of the ministry to one another and to the world, but especially to one another because it's for the building up of the body of Christ. It's an important term here because it's going to be picked up. Until, so here's the goal of this apostolic deposit, this work of evangelism, this shepherding, and this ministry, and this upbuilding. It's all aiming at the unity of the faith and the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. So those two expressions of unity, knowledge embraced, knowledge understood, unto. So now that little word to is the goal. Unto. So this unity is to give expression to, bring about from manifest displays, a mature man. The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, Father, grant us to grasp the destiny of the church and what we should be pursuing both individually and corporately, carrying the burden of our own personal holiness by the Spirit and carrying the burden of the way the church as a body, as a mature man, as a conformity to the fullness of Christ appears to the principalities and powers and to the world and to you. Lord, guide us now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the aim of the ministry is for the building up of the body of Christ. That's the totality of Christians conceived of with Christ as our head as we saw back in chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, which we'll look at in a minute, and ourselves as his, his body on the earth of one piece. We're grafted into him, and we are of one body, and we are to seek the expression of that oneness in the unity of faith and knowledge until this happens. There is a mature man. I put this in Greek here because Andra is male. It's not anthropos, uh, human. It's male. It's pictured as a mature male. And that might be because the mature male in Greek culture was the paragon of completeness in beauty and strength. And Jesus then, the body of Christ, the measure of the stature of his fullness, is pictured as a mature man. But I think more is going on there because um, 
this term andra in relation to this term children mature man no longer children brings to mind the text we looked at before in a previous session in 1 Corinthians 13 we know in part and we prophesy in part but when the perfect the telion comes the partial will pass away when i was a child apios these are the same words from ephesians 4 when i was a child i spoke like a child and when i was uh, i thought like a child i reasoned like a child but when i became an honor and now the mature honor i gave up childish ways so verse 11 here is using paul's own personal history of growing up from childhood to manhood as an illustration of the movement of the imperfections of knowing and prophecy, the imperfections of the church until the partial passes away and the perfect comes. Now we see in a mirror dimly, like children see so inadequately, but then face to face. Now we come back here, and I I would suggest that this mature manhood here pictures the church as a grown, full, mature man at the close of the age when the body of Christ is complete, and yet it's contrasted with no longer being children in the plural, and so we have this inevitable holding together of the corporate nature of our existence and the individual nature of our existence. Neither is ever abandoned by Paul. This is corporate. This is corporate in one sense, and yet when he says that the effect of becoming a mature man is that children no longer are tossed around, he, we can't help but think that, okay, the way we become the mature man, the complete body of Christ, is that each individual child grows up to be more mature in Christ. That's what I'm getting at. This, this is a corporate term for Paul, and yet followed by this individualization of the corporate term makes me say, never, never think that when a corporate term is used that Paul has lost sight of the individual impact upon the people in the corporate reality. And then he says, putting it a different way, so this two and this two are repetitions of two different ways of describing the result or the goal of attaining unity. The unity of the faith in the Son of God aims at a mature man in which there is a, a corporate dimension of beauty and completeness about the body of Christ as a whole, and also a dimension of individuals being mature and no longer blown about. And now he says, here's another way to put it, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So Christ has a fullness about him, and it's spoken of in two ways in Paul, isn't it? So here's one, in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, so we can't help but think fullness of Christ is 
fullness of his deity. And yet here's another way it's spoken of back in chapter 1 of Ephesians. And he put all things under his feet. God put all things under Christ's feet as he rose from the dead and gave him his head over all things to the church, which, that is the church, is his body, the fullness of him. That's Christ. So the fullness of Christ is the church. Now, so when fullness is used here, it would be fitting, almost inevitable, I think, that the reader would say, okay, this Christ is really amazing. His fullness consists in one sense in his deity, and when the body of Christ is complete in its full maturity, we would be his fullness. That is, his, his divine rule, this is the way I explained it back in chapter 1, his divine rule in all the universe would be expressed through the church, Christ's radiant influence in the universe and his extending his rule, his judgment, and his control over all things would be expressed through his fullness, the church. And that stature, the stature of that kind of fullness, divine fullness, and the fullness of the body is the measure we are to attain to. So, body of Christ, mature man, fullness of Christ, and the church attaining to all of that, leading to this implication, I would say. Number one, let us aim individually not to be children any longer but to grow up into maturity as a part of this mature man through this teaching, through this ministry, through this faith, through this knowledge. Let us no longer be children. And as that happens to more and more of us, the mark of mature children would be that they don't just think individually anymore. They think corporately and they are becoming a mature, beautiful man. That is Christ. Christ. The fullness of Christ. The body of Christ in this world. God means for his son to be known in his fullness through the fullness and beauty and completeness of the corporate reality of the church. We won't attain it perfectly until he comes, but oh, how we should seek to attain it as much as possible in unity, in faith, in knowledge now.